This is the Weather Lounge here at Weatherworks. Hi there, everyone, and welcome back to another round here in the Weather Lounge. I'm your host, meteorologist Brad Miller, and thank you very much for visiting our little corner of the podcast world. And joining me, as always, is my fantastic co-host, Weatherworks meteorologist Mike Mahalik. Hey there, Mike, and it's great to have you here again in the Weather Lounge. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Brad. Uh, fantastic. How do you like that? I, I like you calling me fantastic. I, I really Marvelous, appreciate that one. Uh, fabulous. What else do you want to hear? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> any 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 adjective works good. At least the good ones. Yeah. Well, you know, today we've got a uh, kind of a fun topic to talk about. Yeah. I mean, this uh, this topic is weather in the movies. So it's not only just debunking uh weather that was incorrectly portrayed but you know it might be just kind of weathers in fun movies that uh, i know brad has a few listed I'm sure there. listeners are already their, their their brains are thinking about uh, a couple yeah. of good ones i mean uh, i'm sure we're gonna hit some common ones uh but we can also uh we'll talk about some uh some other ones as well no absolutely and uh you know what for brad for this episode i think we need another podcast guest what do you think yeah, yeah, you know, uh, we've been uh, trying to work uh, our other uh, WeatherWorks meteorologist uh, podcaster in here with us, and uh, this is the perfect uh, chance. And uh, I just want to uh, introduce, and uh, he's, in, he's in our videos all the time. Uh, he's one of our lead meteorologists for northern New Jersey, and he is the one and the only Michael Priante. Oh, Mike. Well, hello there, guys. Welcome to the Weather Lounge. Hey, oh, and, and, nice. and by the way, one other thing I want to uh, tell everyone what you do is you are a producer guru here at Weatherworks. I've been basically all the episodes before this one, I've been, well, I'm going to be editing this episode, obviously, but the ones before this I have. So if there's any negative comments about maybe <laughs> the audio is not good, you know, you could blame me for that. Um, but, um, you know, we're still getting this all off the ground here. But um, yeah, I've made all the um, all the edits of the podcast and I've been kind of the uh, the one who's gotten off, uh, I guess, into the uh, the podcast world. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, no, other than being a guru, I guess, Brad, of uh, podcasting, which I, honestly, I'm not. I'm, but, <laughs> but what you do a premiere out here and right, all you know. of our stuff and got us on all the uh, all the podcast platforms. Right. And we, we definitely appreciate everything you do on on the podcast for us. Listen, without Mike, I don't think we'd have any podcasts out there right now because he... Uh, he certainly set everything up for us. I mean, uh, you know, Brad and I are just here talking. I mean, he's the guy who <laughs> goes through all the magic. Yeah, I know. But this is but this is the meat of the podcast, guys. You guys are talking back and forth. Yeah, like this is what makes a podcast. I'm just the one who makes sure that it gets together and it's, it all sounds. Nice. But we thought for this topic that it would be great to have the three of us talking about it. But uh, yeah, before we get to that, Mike, tell us just a little bit about yourself. Uh, how long you've been here at Weatherworks? And uh, again, you're the one of the lead forecasters from North Jersey. Very busy, uh, yeah. busy forecast, both summer and winter. Right. So, um, uh, well, I started back here uh, not really long, uh, 2016, although I guess that's four years ago. Mm -hmm. So it is a while ago. Um, but I started back here in 2016. I graduated Penn State in 2016 so actually right after up college mike, uh, mike one hired. thing we want to tell you and yeah. i'm sure mike mahalik will also vouch for this life goes fast after college life goes fast isn't that from the movie there's a quote right <laughs> life it's goes fast boss. sometimes you yeah yeah just for reference i graduated penn state in 2003 oh, i'm way before that i was oh, in the man. 90s you don't want to know how old i was when i was in 2003 <laughs> we'll just skip that part <laughs> okay um, 
Uh, but anyway, no, I started here in 2016 and, um, you know, uh, right off of college and, uh, you know, I've been uh, working my way up the ranks and now I'm a lead meteorologist. Uh, uh, I did forecasts for northern New Jersey and uh, now in the winter I'll be in uh, southern New Jersey. So still in, in the state, but, um, uh, but it's definitely a step up from when I started working on overnights, that's for sure. But now working into certified snowfall totals for Connecticut and Rhode Island. Oh, yes. CSDs. <laughs> always, always you know, that, fun. That used to be my neck of the woods for really? certified snowfall totals. So, ah, yeah. How is it? Uh, it's busy. Busy. <laughs> busy? Okay. Hey, I got Northern. Uh, I got Vermont and New Hampshire. So oh, those are always busy. Uh, right? I got one a day usually. But um, yeah, All right. that's, that's definitely getting into winter. That's for sure. Here in a few weeks. That's uh, yeah. definitely will be uh, shifting gears. Your weather works. Um, well, but, uh, you know, other than that, you know, we're just uh, happy to have everyone here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're getting a little off topic. So, hey, let's bring it back to weather in the movies. So, guys, uh, I think it's a good time to take a break. And after this short little break, we'll have weather in the movies in our podcast. Have you ever wanted to know exactly how much snow or ice fell in your backyard? Or how much snow you just plowed from that two acre parking lot? How about getting documentation that explains why you applied several applications of salt to a busy apartment complex? When it comes to snow and ice verification, it can be a headache trying to find accurate totals for the busy winter season. Certified snowfall totals from WeatherWorks provides a stress-free way to get reliable information for the exact location you need. It's your complete winter weather verification platform. For more information or to try a demo, Visit CertifiedSnowfallTotals.com or call us at 908-850-8600. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Weather Lounge. And once again, our topic today is weather in movies. And uh, basically what we're going to do is just pick a movie, myself, Mike, and uh, Mike. <laughs> but we'll, uh, we'll, go, we'll go through a couple of movies and just discuss uh, the different weather moments. And uh, like Mike even said before, Mike Mahalik about debunking some things. And uh, again, it's just gonna be kind of a fun podcast here. And uh, what we're gonna do now is uh, go right to Mike Priante. And he is going to, I guess, uh, give us our first nomination here. Well, for your weather movie, Mike. Well, I think if there's any weather movie, and I'm sure people know when they hear this name, uh, The Day After Tomorrow. Oh, right yes. Uh, have you guys watched it? I'm sure oh, you guys gosh, have seen yeah. it, right? How can yeah. you not? I mean, yeah. I, honestly, I haven't seen the whole movie. So, you know, I, I've seen bit parts, bits and pizzas, but uh, not the whole thing. At least you saw some of it. Um, but I'm, Brad, I'm sure you've seen yeah, it. Yeah, I've seen it. I mean, there's just a lot of different weather happening. Uh, whether or not it could ever happen, you know, I don't know the yeah, truth you know, behind I'm it. I'm going to start off with, 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 I guess, the basic truth of the matter. Um, and it's, I guess it's the, the idea of like, you know, they... The beginning of the movie, and this is a you know spoiler alert for anybody who's not seen well, this movie. If you, you know, haven't seen this movie, go ahead. You know, or, or don't listen to this podcast. But <laughs> um, but um, basically, uh, you know, the idea is that the the ice caps are melting, right. and it's changing the uh, the the currents, the the, the global the, the the gyres in the ocean, mm -hmm. um, changing the temperature, the Gulf Stream, and things like that, changing. right? And for I mean, a example. lot of that is sort of true. Yeah, you know? in actuality, that is not a false thing. Like the ocean currents and the moving around of the, the, the salinity and stuff in the ocean, that is an actual circulation. It's, well, I think it's called the thermohaline. Thermohaline, yeah, that's it exactly is. it, yes. And, but uh, in the movie... Well, it's, it's the Hollywood effect, basically. They take that and they ramp it up to nine on the scale. Um, and what happens is, basically, they, 
you know, they have, uh, I believe it's some, um, and I'm blanking on who the main character was. It's, um, uh, uh, he was, uh, Oh yeah, he really watched the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I have I, I always have a problem with, with, with naming actors for movies if I haven't seen the movie in a while. And I'll be honest, I haven't seen it in a while, but I've seen it multiple times. So That's no. okay. We but can anyway, just go the from main there. The, the main character is a scientist, a meteorologist actually, uh, right. at, at NOAA, and he's uh, presenting his findings to the board uh, about how you know the ice caps are melting because he was on an expedition in, in the Arctic, and there was you know a lot of uh, I guess Arctic melting going on, and he noticed all this with the the you know, they, they take core samples, which is actually true, too. I think they go in the Arctic and they do core samples uh, to test, you know, how much the, the Earth is warming and, you know, how, how things are changing. This is all climate related. But uh, yeah, actually, um, not to interrupt you, but core samples are awesome because they are almost like rings on a tree, you know, and it can you can tell basically a lot of what's happened in the Earth's history by taking core samples out of glaciers in Greenland. I had a professor at Penn State um that uh was huge into climate change really oh uh who, who is it maybe i know <laughs> ally ally uh it was his last name um i does not ring a bell um sure. well regardless he talked about all that uh how they can uh, core sample and do cl climate change and see how there's history from it so that's really cool but sorry, sorry to interrupt you. No, that, oh, and by was, the way, Mike, uh, yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal is uh, the actor you're thinking of. Well, no, that's the son. I'm thinking, uh, of, I'm thinking of the father. And, and man, he's... Um, Dennis Quaid? De Dennis Quaid, yes, that's it. That Dennis Quaid. Um, uh, he, he Thank plays you, Google. Look at that. Google search. Uh, save the day. Thank you, Brad. Um, but anyway, you know, Dennis Quaid's character basically presents his findings, and he says that this is going to be, you know, apocalyptic. You know, the weather is going to change. Mm. It's going to create a whole you know, chaos. And of course, the government, what do they do? They, you know, they blow them off. They say, yeah, whatever. It's not, you know, it, your, your findings are not, you know, what we're thinking here. So they kind of like, you know, shove them off the corner. Meanwhile, you got four hurricanes in the Atlantic Ocean all lined up. Uh, I just remember seeing all oh the, the graphics and the satellite presentation that you they know, always had. You know, and it's like, we got to let our listeners know. And these weren't like regular hurricanes. I mean, if there's no, such a thing, but these were like, Mega hurricane, and, and I'm sure you know if you haven't listened to the previous podcast, please go ahead. We talk about tropical systems, sure, but this is no way near realistic in terms of how mm -hmm. tropical systems, hurricanes, cyclones develop. I mean, you basically had sort of storms developing over Africa, over well, North America, and just kind of growing over I think, land. I think that towards the, the more towards the middle and the end of the movie, when the I guess chaos was really happening. Yeah. The storms got so strong that the upper atmosphere, the cold part of the upper atmosphere, was able to filter all the way down to the surface. And, and of course, what, you know, even in the summertime, it's below freezing above like, you know, uh, 18, 19,000 right. feet. Now, so that kind of air can get all the way down to the surface. That's actually one point, good point, Brad, that I was going to mention about. And we talked about what's the, the science behind it that's actually mm -hmm. true with the whole climate, uh, you know, changing. Um, but the second part, uh, I guess most of the movie that's fake. Number one is what you mentioned is that, you know, they, they show all this cold air funneling down mm -hmm. through the eye of the storm. Um, and you could see like in New York City in one scene where like everything flash freezes. It of just course, flash freezes, right. This is, of course, this is after like a wall of water, like right. sea rise, sea level that, rise. The, the, the New York Harbor just engulfs the entire exactly. Manhattan. Right. And I mean, that's this, the, the science between that is, you know, yeah, the, the, the sea level is rising because when the cold, polar ice caps melt or waters in the ocean, but they basically, again, they turn up to nine, and it's unrealistic, like a tsunami in New York City. Yeah, I think there was a scene happen. where the uh, Statue of Liberty had the water like up by her crown almost. Right. Yeah. And, and what 
and and what was it? Just a, a like a tsunami wave coming? It was in literally than, a tsunami yeah. wave. And of course, actually, this is not a weather, uh, I guess, uh, faux pas, but this is a movie faux pas. They are ge- ge- geography faux pas. They have the wave coming from New Jersey, like you know See, how I like, never noticed that the Hudson oh, really? River. They have the wave coming from the west, and it's like, well, what happened to New Jersey? Uh, they should have had it coming from the south. From like the the tip of Manhattan, right. but they didn't. They had the wave hmm. coming never, from the west to the east. I never so that's a that. movie mistake. They're not a weather mistake, but a but a geography mistake on them. Now, part. were they trying to go with storm surge? Is that what they were saying? They were that trying was? to they were trying to tie in, you know, how the ice caps would cause a elevated sea sea level rise. But they all sort at of, once, huh? They sort of put that on <laughs> on steroids in a way, and it's like a tsunami. Um, but really, the whole point what Brad was making with the cold the cold air funneling in. Um, basically the cold air, you know, it, it flash freezed everything. Yeah. Like you don't see that like happening. I mean, you know, can a flash freeze happen? You know, that is truth. There is a flash freeze in a way, but not to the extent that what happened. No, I mean, the, everything the, the temperature went down to like zero. It went, it went down yeah. way below. Yeah, it went down to like below. negative, like 50 yeah. degrees. Oh my God. Yeah. It was like Apparently. blowing out windows or something yeah. and freezing windows. Empire State was, Building and... One interesting thing, and I actually did some research here. Apparently, so the freezing point they say in the movie of, of fuel is is a negative one fifty degrees Fahrenheit, which is actually negative eighty degrees Fahrenheit. But nonetheless, they show like freeze, you know, fuel lines freezing, people like basically turning to ice immediately. Mm-hmm. It's some sort of it's as if you shot like someone into space. Now that can happen in space because space is like there's no atmosphere; it's very very cold. Right. Um, but you know, for that to happen, like for all the cold air to come in. You know, from the top of Earth down into you know the the bottom. You know, science says that's not true because you have warm air. You know, basically cold air coming down and it, it warms. I mean, we, we know this from meteorology, like yeah. you know, down sloping winds, the warm air right. coming down from this. From, from yeah, the, plus the you're compressing it too, so that are. heats up the air as exactly, it, uh... exactly. So just you know, the the science there was not. It was just all Hollywood to make it seem yeah. like it was more apocalyptic than what. It well, have been. yeah, day after tomorrow for sure is a. Uh... A uh, weather movie. Yes. All right. Let's uh, move on to Mike Mahalik and uh, let's yes. see what your uh, your weather movie of choice number one is. Well, I have to bring it back to 1996, so I don't know how old Mike was at uh, that point. I was just a little toddler there. Um, but <laughs> barely uh, about to walk. <laughs> we have to go. <laughs> we have to go with Twister. Oh yeah. Um, you know uh, who was in there? Helen Hunt. Helen Hunt. Uh, yeah. But uh, anyway, uh, Twister. You know, it was about storm chasers and and chasing uh, tornadic supercells uh, around the Great Plains. And, you know, uh, premise of the movie was correct. There are people that chase uh, uh, tornadoes and things like that to learn more about them. It's just that there's a lot, a few, uh, yeah, a lot of parts (laughs) that were actually quite false. If you're watching the movie as a meteorologist and you're trying to put the science to it a little now, bit. At the same time, though, they were trying to deploy that. Yes. That. Um, yeah, I think they called it. Uh, Toto? Do, was it? Dorothy. No. Dor- I think Dorothy Toto is the real one, right? Right, right, right. Toto yes. is the real one. Oh, is it? Yeah, they have, they have a. It was oh. actually a true, actually uh, a, a true thing that they were trying to do. Right. Scientists were trying to deploy a probe for a tornado to hit. Um, and I think it was like the vortex mission. I think they were yeah, calling like, that. It's funny. Oh, sorry, not to, to interrupt you, but it's funny you mentioned that because I'm remembering now uh, when I went to I went to Oklahoma City um, uh, for for an AMS conference, and I went to the the, the storm lab uh, basically in Oklahoma City, and uh, they actually have the prop from the movie 
next to the actual real, um, uh, you know, I think it was Toto. Um, yeah. So it was cool. And he says Dorothy 2 or 3 on it. Um, so it was pretty cool that, you know, that that's, that's what it was based off of. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So they're trying to deploy this probe in front of a tornado. and They're trying to get as close as possible. Some of the scenes are just not quite going to be reality when it comes to uh, tornadoes. Like one, one that kind of threw me was uh, there's a part where they encounter, I think it was two water spouts. And you know how water spouts are, Brad. I mean, they're usually very weak. They may be like an EF0. Maybe yeah, like an and it's EF1. usually just uh, water. So there's no really debris to get hurt of. I mean, they can right. topple over boats and things, but... Plus, they're in uh, the plains, so I don't know where they're finding. Like, I mean, water spout. I mean, I guess technically it, it would be a water spout over a lake or yeah. river. It'd be so I brief and weak, yeah. But uh, typically, when you're talking water spouts, you're talking about the coastal United States, something like that, where you find them. But either way, uh, they're typically very weak, and cows are getting picked up by this water spout and throwing it around. And you know, water the water spout is just a, a, a thin ribbon of a tornado, you know, and these cows are flying well outside of those winds. And plus, the cow is flying, getting lifted up right in front of the guy's truck. And the truck wasn't affected. Right. And mind you, a cow weighs what, four or five hundred pounds at least. Right. So right. the truck's at least going to be rocking, rocking or getting bit, or right. getting pushed a little around. And now what's up with now, this is something that I've seen in movies about like tornadoes. What's up with cows? Like they always show cows <laughs> flying around in like the mid I guess there's a lot of cows in the Midwest, so it makes sense. But uh, yeah. just, I've always seen like animals being flung, like poor animals, man. It's probably like you said, the plains and they're yeah. out in the open and yeah. <laughs> Well, there there are some there there are some examples of tornadoes picking up smaller animals, I mean, sure, like even frogs and things like that. But yeah, yeah the cow I mean, thing is uh, overused, I think. Yeah, I mean, there's another scene where again the truck doesn't get affected, but a tanker truck carrying gas was actually lifted up right in front of their truck, and but the pickup truck was fine. The tanker truck though got lifted up into yeah. the tornado. I remember they were actually in a, were they in a field or they were like they had to back up quickly because it was yeah. coming yeah. after them. Yeah, it it was it was pretty ridiculous. Now, so there's a few instances where that was silly. Yeah, you know, there's a ride. I don't know if it's still there at Universal Studios down in uh, Orlando. It's not in Disney World, it's in Universal Studios, which be, is I'm out. Not sure. It used to, I I've been to it. I don't know if it's still there. It's, it was called Twister and yeah. basically they took the 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 bad storm scene and they had the the fuel truck and of course the big tornado comes in and they just redo the whole and you feel the wind hit you and things like that. I mean, it's pretty well done. I just don't know if it's still there, but uh, I remember the Twister ride at Universal Studios. Yeah. And I mean, there's other, there's a lot more faux pas in that movie than you think about. They talked about, oh, we're punching the core, but there wasn't even, it wasn't even heavy rain. It wasn't even hail. If you're punching the core of a supercell, you're getting large hail impacting you know your car you're getting very heavy rains and it was nothing like that so that was false and too. you see and you see on twitter a lot of like these actual storm chasers that go through the core yeah it's man, not like, good it's like blinding rain <laughs> they're getting pelted you know sometimes well, a good storm tail. chaser too knows where to be when you're trying to get the best view of, yeah these of, are probably of, the worst storm chasers in the world in this movie let me tell you um, but, um, I think the, the part of the movie that threw me the most was it was a scene at the end. I think it was like an EF five tornado. Um, uh, and they were getting chased by the EF five tornado and they couldn't find shelter. They went into like a small barn and they found some pipe 
um, that was like goes into the ground, I don't know, 30 feet or whatever they said. Um, so they strapped themselves to the pipe. The tornado goes right over them. So rips the building to shreds. They're getting like pulled up into the tornado, hold, held on by the strap. And I'm thinking, so you're telling me that these two people survived going through the wall of a tornado, which is likely filled with two by fours, yeah. uh, trees, Nailed, who cars. Knows yeah. I mean, at that point, you know, there's, you're not surviving. I'm sorry. Um, a person will not, I mean, not that it wouldn't be impossible. Right. <laughs> but Highly unlikely. <laughs> um, so it, it was a little bit fictitious. And then, uh, you know, they, they survived that somehow. So. Yeah, I, I remember seeing that scene. It's almost kind of like, you know, you see the part where like they're they're hugging each other and they're like they're like looking up and they of course I don't know if this is next on your list, but they, they look up and they see, you know, kind of like the eye of the tornado and they can see blue skies and it's clear as day. Yeah, that doesn't yeah. make sense. And this, you know, beautiful, like it's all it's all quiet and calm. Yeah, it's not a hurricane. It's like, no, they're yeah. trying to make it like a hurricane. Right. Yeah, not to not to ruin uh, everybody's uh, vi- uh, movie out there. Look, you still enjoy the movie, <laughs> right? It's a good movie. <laughs> you know? it's just, but well, uh, again, it, you know, this is twenty four years ago. So I mean, if you haven't seen Twister by now, maybe maybe you want, may want to see Twister now just right. because of that. It's possible, but I mean, there's certainly a lot of uh, a lot of faux pas in that movie when it comes to weather and actual science. Um, but Brad, I think we talked enough about our two movies. Uh, what do you have to offer? Well, here? you know, I got the uh, the golfer in me, and uh, this may actually give away the movie a little bit. But uh, it was—I mean, I was barely alive when it came out. But of course, it gained so much attention, and it was such a popular movie. Um, you know, Caddyshack. I oh, can't. I love Caddyshack. You can't <laughs> talk about Caddyshack and not bring up, of course, the uh, uh, the the pastor or no uh, the the. That wasn't a minister. What yeah, well, I don't know if it was a judge or no. It wasn't Judge Smales. That was the main uh, character of uh, Bushwood Country yeah, Club. Yeah, Bushwood Country Club. <laughs> but you know, Caddyshack, you know, is is has has a lot of uh, you know weather phenomena around it. Of course, again, we were just talking about the uh, the, the lightning scene, and I don't think the heavy stuff's going to come now for quite some time. <laughs> So of course the uh, Bill Murray was fantastic. Yeah, the the the, the church guy goes out and yeah. uh, you know he plays the best nine holes of his life, and meanwhile the storm's just starting to come in. There's lightning all around, and uh, he thinks uh, he can get in another nine because he can go for the course record. And sure enough, he goes back out there with Bill Murray as his caddy, who is actually the uh, groundskeeper of the course. Yeah. And uh, you know the lightning by number eighteen is just all around them. It's pouring down rain, and uh, he misses the last putt for a course record apparently and of course he puts his putter up in the air and screams at god and says <laughs> rat farts <laughs> and he gets struck by lightning and that's all you hear about him until the next day and yeah. I mean, it was just a it was just a classic part of the movie that no one will ever forget if you're a caddyshack fan now I mean, you know one thing i want to mention and you mentioned the rain part this is really for any movie too but like have you noticed that when movies try to portray like pouring rain it's almost like it's almost like the worst thing. It's like a wall seen. of rain. Yeah, it's like yeah. a wall of yeah. rain. I mean, they try, but like, you know, usually like rain, it's not like you could like, you can almost see the rain. It's kind of like, it's yeah. like someone's like, like basically like dumping a bucket of water over, over someone's head. You, know, you can see yeah. it, but rain, you really won't see, you know, as much to the naked eye. But I just noticed that it's so comical to see like pouring rain, like in sheets. No, well, you know, in the day after that whole scene, you know, it was beautiful weather. 
it was uh, quiet. And uh, of course, the uh, the pastor or whatever he is, uh, the church guy, he's all like, ah, you know, uh, there is no God now. And because he, he he was in another scene later in the movie, but because of what happened, uh, it was just uh, ridiculous uh, that, uh, you know, uh, he could get struck by lightning like that. Well, <laughs> you know, hey, maybe Bushwood could have used our uh, lightning service now, to, to help out with that. <laughs> now, on the other side of things, this, this is a true story. There, there's a, there's a, uh, a biography of how Caddyshack was, uh, was filmed. It's about a two-hour. If you ever get a chance to see it, I don't know where. It's something like TNT or TBS or something. You can catch it once in a while or just maybe Google it and find out. Um, but it's 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 the filming of Caddyshack, and it was uh, it's a two hour long biography. Basically, they have all the actors and actresses. But Bushwood Country Club was actually called Rolling Hills Country Club. That's the actual course. Oh, I didn't know that in Florida. Yeah, and I guess because they knew they were going to blow up the course and pretty much ruin it. There weren't too many courses that wanted to give up a golf course in the middle of uh, late. Or I guess it was late summer, early uh, fall when they shot it. Um, and and so the the members at Rolling Hills Country Club says, yeah, come on up and uh, you know you can film your movie. And at the same time, Hurricane David was actually bearing down on Florida. And if you watch the biography and the whole thing about Caddyshack, it was it was like a three day storm and it basically flooded out the course. And they had to hunker down for a couple of days because Hurricane David came ashore in Central Florida right when they were filming this in 1979. So it probably October of 1979, I think it was September 1979, because the movie came out in 1980. So a real live actual weather phenomena occurred while they were shooting that movie. So another thing you can uh, just look up for Caddyshack. Now, do you but. think if there was a hurricane in the movie, they would be able to go through the course, just like the scene? I mean, it would be a whole different- Yeah, uh, <laughs> it would be. It'd be a whole different uh, you know, scene there if you had a hurricane just flooded flooded uh, green but yeah i mean you can't you can't uh, deny a weather uh, part there of caddyshack it's uh it's it's definitely a uh, a weather movie that we uh, debunk and things like that all right well that's the first round of movies guys we just talked about and i'm glad we all had different ones and we'll have a couple more movies to talk about but uh, right now we're going to take a quick break and after that we'll get into the second half of our podcast and We'll learn about some other movies that were interesting with the weather. You're listening to The Weather Lounge here at Weatherworks. Hello and welcome back to the second part of our movies and weather podcast here in The Weather Lounge. And uh, like we did in the first round, Mike Priante, we're going to go back to you, and uh, we're each gonna do one more movie. Okay. So uh, what is your number two weather and movie Well, I mean, choice. so, okay, we'll, we'll start off with, uh, with, with uh, a movie that I'm sure a lot of people have probably heard of, it's Anchorman. Oh yeah. You don't think of weather immediately with <laughs> Anchorman. Yeah, I don't think of weather at right? all no. right now. But, but... So I'm not really gonna go too much into like that because there's not a lot to talk about, but I will say best character is Brooke Tamlin. He's the meteorologist in the show in the movie um and i think it's funny because they make him like they make him out to be stupid and like you know i know there's the whole like weathermen are always wrong and everything and so i think they were trying to portray that and make him kind of like the i want to say the idiot of the of, of, the, of the anchor where are you movie. going with this mike because it doesn't seem good for us no 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 no, no. <laughs> what, I, what i'm trying to portray here is because on the back and if you noticed 
the map that the that the um, that Brick, uh, the meteorologist, is showing always ha like, and this is in every movie that you see weather um, involved with a meteorologist, the one on TV. The maps are always wrong. Yeah, they always draw the surface maps wrong. They have yeah. fronts and low pressure systems. The cold front's always going the wrong the way. The cold front in this movie, they had a warm front act like a cold front. It's yeah. like, I mean, I understand they're not doing their 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 history and their 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 research, but like, it just it's more of a pet peeve than than a faux pas. It's just it really annoys me. So. I love the movie though. Don't get me wrong. So I just wanted to bring that up. Um, it's just enough to annoy meteorologists like us. That, right. You know, exactly. That weather, I've seen that in other movies. Exactly, you're, you're right. Exactly. There's, there's always yeah. something wrong with the with the service map and what they're talking about. Exactly. Like, no, that's not right. Yeah, that's true. But again, I'm mostly thinking about uh, Will Ferrell in that movie. And oh yeah. How, all his crazy. No, well, Rick Hamlin was good. You know, I love Lamp. You mean? I yeah. Love that, that, quote. <laughs> that that was quoted several times. I know that. So, but uh, I guess right, Mike, you're yeah. up next. Mike Mahalik's up next. Yeah. Um. Well, this one isn't a movie, but uh, and it's not even that big of a deal. Um. But uh, it's just something I kind of noticed uh, as an aside when I was watching uh, Game of Thrones. Um, so I'm sure a lot of you are familiar with Game of Thrones, um, but there's, uh, there's an area they call North of the Wall that's always cold, okay, in this whole kingdom, fantasy kingdom thing that's going on. Very cold. It's like ice. So Canada? It, yeah, it, exactly. <laughs> it's like, uh, the, you know, you're in the Arctic or something like that. So a lot of times these actors are standing around and they're not wearing like any form of hood or hat, right. except for the wildlings. They were smart because they lived there. They had hoods. Um, but, <laughs> but then like sometimes these actors would be flying on dragons. Now, I know we're fantasy here, but still. Flying on dragons, it's 20 degrees outside, okay? And you know, you're flying on a dragon at what? How fast does a dragon go? I don't, I don't know. know. 40, 50 <laughs> miles an hour? <laughs> oh, yeah, there goes one right now, Mike. Oh, I look like a dragon expert. <laughs> I don't know, come on, guys. Um, well, either way, I'm thinking to myself, they have no hood, nothing on. Like, they're going to get frostbite in, like, less than five minutes in this situation. And it was kind of just funny to me just thinking of that and being like, well, it looks good with the hair flowing and everything oh, else as they're riding to. a dragon. But, but they're but... tough people, though. Don't forget, Mike. Well, I don't care how tough you are. Your skin's still going to freeze. <laughs> this isn't the dragon podcast. This is, yeah. a, this is a weather podcast. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, enough about my dragons, then. <laughs> Brad, what do you got for All us? right, uh, my second one. It's another Bill Murray movie, and uh, it's, it's actually a, a better, I guess, uh, it's a better way that you can see how a meteorologist on TV works, and that, of course, is Groundhog Day. Now, if you've never seen, if you've never been in a TV studio, which a lot of folks uh, probably haven't been, um, and again, this actually you know, gets close to home for me because I was on TV for a long time doing weather, but if you want to see how chroma key works, and how a meteorologist in the studio does the weather, watch the beginning of Groundhog Day. Bill Murray is the meteorologist, and he's at the wall, as it's called, and he's doing his forecast, but you see the big green blank wall behind him, which is the chroma key, and that's how weather, they project the image on top of you, and that's how he does the actual weather on television. He has a monitor to the left and right of him, and also in front of him where the camera's at. So that's why you can't wear like a green tie, and they pick like these weird colors, but you know, of course, Groundhog Day is a great movie also. It's about, you know, a guy that continues to relive Groundhog Day every day because he's yeah. such a nasty person in real life and he doesn't care about anyone else. So 
I guess the, uh, the, the, the main theme of the movie is until he changes himself is when he can finally advance to the next day. So, of course, he goes back and forth to Groundhog Day every single day. He's the same, the same. He kills himself. He, you know, he steals things because he knows the next day is just going to be another reason. Yeah, doesn't he take the Groundhog? He takes the Groundhog. Don't drive yeah. angry. One scene, yeah. Yeah, don't drive angry. <laughs> that's what that's what the, the the line is there when he's driving the truck off the uh, off the cliff but you know i just think of when you think of groundhog day as a meteorologist you think of yeah. you know bill murray and and doing that the the beginning scene and the whole time he's this prima donna you know meteorologist that uh you know will do this for me and do this for me and uh you know he gets driven around of course which you know that's not true anymore it's, it's a lot like, how you acted no, down in, uh, no, North, no. in south carolina right no no i was not the chief. i don't know i heard stories no. if the chief meteorologist from uh, charleston right is down there listening to this podcast yeah. please drop us a line another over bill, on uh, bill, bill walsh <laughs> on uh, facebook or twitter or, or instagram or no uh, no it wasn't like that weather uh, lounge at weatherworksinc.com we, uh, we enjoyed no in fact you know and in, in and in actually uh 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 a little note about Bill Murray. He lives uh, in Charleston, actually Sullivan's Island, uh, which is, uh, I guess you can call it Barrier Island of Charleston. But uh, I've met him several times. He's a great guy. He's uh, he's part owner of the River Dogs down there, which is a Yankees farm team. And, um, you know, he, he's been to our station when I was there a lot, too. So he's a oh, really? he's a well-known. Uh, yeah. And uh, actually, you know, if we're going to talk about him real quick, uh, there was a there was a, a rehearsal dinner somewhere at one of the restaurants in Charleston. On a Friday night, and Bill Murray was happening to have dinner there as well, and uh, I guess he just popped in to say hi and just was being his. He's very, he's very forward. He's very open. To, he's not like one of these other Hollywood actors that okay. like a little. They're all standoffish, but Bill Murray is actually a really great guy. So he popped in, and all the people they're like, "Oh, Bill, nice to meet you." And he went in and talked to everyone. And of course, they said, "Well, if you want to come to our wedding tomorrow, you're more than welcome to." And sure enough, he shows up in a full tux gift and all and he came to the wedding what a nice wow. guy you know just you just say that and you're like ah he's not going to show up but sure enough he was right. there at the church for the shout wedding shout out to bill murray everybody. yeah yeah I mean, it's, he's a great guy and but, if bill uh, murray's watching the podcast listening to the podcast yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, he doesn't listening. remember probably me i've met him a few times but he wouldn't we'll gladly have bill murray else. on but uh <laughs> yeah but that was a great movie groundhog day i still gotta think about that as uh as one of my favorites uh, when it comes to meteorology all right so here's what we're gonna do fellas uh we're gonna do one quick Honorable mention. I already got mine. And in, in, ooh, uh, quick lightning round. A quick lightning round. Ooh. Maybe you say one quick thing about it. But the one I'm going to do is is the one that I think we're all going to end up talking about anyway. Uh, so, okay. Priyante, one last honorable mention. Oh, should I do this? Is is, is this the same as what you were thinking of? Oh, okay. We can uh, let's I, I just all so. do it. We know what we're talking about. All right. Say okay. it, Mike. All right. It's Sharknado. Oh my God. That movie is. <laughs> I mean, besides the fact that like it was made with like probably the worst budget in the world and the CGI is god awful. I mean, <laughs> it just takes meteorology and like it shoves does. it in the garbage. It does. Yeah. <laughs> it, makes, I, uh, it makes you mad as a meteorologist even watch that movie. You're like, no way yeah. that can happen. I think it's the point, Brad, where like, like the fact that when you watch this movie, you have to understand that meteorology does not play a factor. Well. No. <laughs> there's nothing, nothing meteorological well, about it. They 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 tried a little like I, when I say a little I mean like five percent. Right. Um. But uh, yeah, there was one scene where they were watching the news in like uh, a convenience store, and the person on the news was saying the tornado's uh uh f f three, and by the time it gets on shore, it's gonna build into a f four or five. Yeah. But 
you don't know that. Yeah, exactly. Maybe, you know, like it's a hurricane. Yeah, you know, nobody knows what a tornado is going to be until they do the damage estimate afterwards. Right. And, you know? then, and then let's talk about the, the whole physics of like how well, animals can survive. Well, we talked about that before you know? in Mike's Twister earlier. Instead oh, of yeah. cows, we got, we got sharks. We got sharks. And I mean, they're making it seem like, first of all, tornadoes, you know, way up in the atmosphere. If a shark gets pulled in all the way up to the core of a mesocyclone, you think it can survive that? I don't think it can. <laughs> I mean, now there are, I, I did hear that, like you said, small animals like frogs. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. They have been reported to be carried miles away and survive, mm. which is fine. But I just, I don't see like hundreds of sharks being pulled into a tornado <laughs> and being dropped on people. Also, eating them and like alive. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be realistic. I mean, obviously, the movie was meant to be classically bad, right. and that was the whole theme. The budget of it. was about four dollars. You know, <laughs> they're like, "We're going to make the worst movie ever, and it's going to be so bad that people are going to like it." And uh, you know, it worked. Bad movie. Basically. Well, and yeah. I, I think the worst thing to take out of this whole thing with Sharknado is there not wasn't one, there wasn't two, there wasn't three. It was there several. Yeah. I think there were four. It might have been there five. I don't remember now. I think there was four. I think there yeah, were four tornado right. tornadoes. You know, I got to say, though, with that movie, it, it was like I was watching it and it was so bad. Like I had to keep watching that's it. That's the problem. He's like, like oh, I, I had to probably, see what happens next. That's probably why they had more than one. Like yeah. after the first and second one, you realize, OK, we're watching this because we want to see how ridiculous they can make this up. And every single time they brought the ridiculousness to another yeah, factor. So. They did. Well, kudos to Sharknado and their directors and producers and actors and actresses. You know, it's it's, it's something that we can all just kind of compliment or not compliment, I guess, comment on and, and <laughs> yeah, make compliment. fun of. But, you know, it's, it is what it is. But, uh, yeah, as a meteorologist, it's a little frustrating to see that movie. But, you know, that's the way it is. Yeah. It's just as frustrating as seeing that 384-hour GFS posted on uh, Twitter or Facebook that, you know, clobbers the northeast with two feet of snow and then the next day it's gone. Yeah, like how about the other day? There was a, a, a ensemble run of the European model that yeah. had like snow. Yeah, and in the, in the, in the it was early like part of October. Yeah, it, it was crazy. Um, but uh, I was like, well, obviously that's not right. But yeah, but that was fun, guys. I enjoyed that very much. No, I'm always on, but I'm glad you had me. Oh, you'll be back. Don't worry, we're yeah. really back in, Mike. I mean, absolutely. We have a. I mean, I'm sure there's way more movies we could have talked about here, guys. But I mean, honestly, we could probably talk all day. Uh, about these movies but i think that about wraps it up for our movies in the wet and weather in movies in our podcast here and uh remember this is a bi-weekly podcast so there'll be one every two weeks to check out um we're on all the podcasting platforms out there from uh, apple to google to stitcher pandora mike am i missing any uh iHeartRadio. ah right um so oh spotify too impressive yeah, spotify. make sure yeah, you guys awesome. subscribe give us a like give us a line yeah the weatherworks uh uh on our, our uh, email which is uh the weather lounge at weatherworksinc.com i believe yeah just weather lounge weather lounge weather lounge at weatherworksinc.com for sure yeah and please just you know drop us a line there if there's some topic you want to hear about we'll certainly uh put it into the uh podcast uh, agenda there and get it on air for you guys and, um, you know, as always, visit us on Facebook, uh, Twitter, uh, Instagram, all those places. Uh, Weatherworks, you'll find us there. And as always, weatherworksinc.com. But guys, until the next podcast, I think uh, that about wraps it up for this one. So thanks for listening and please join us in another two weeks.